Welcome to Native Spirit Radio here on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. I'm Rhonda, your host here for the next hour. Make sure you stay tuned in the next half hour. I'll be doing your news across Indian country. And we have special guests in the studio today. We have the Red and the Blues here for you guys and talk about their music and their band and some upcoming shows they have. So we'll get started with them after this first song. And this is Robert Mirabel and Indians and Indians. You're listening to Native Spirit Radio here on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Indians, Indians. Let me tell you about Indians. There's Hollywood Indians. They're fry bread eating Indians. There's wannabe Indians. They're fat, skinny, tall, blonde Indians. Let me tell you about Indians. Some are stoic Indians. Indians that ride hogs. Indians that ride Indians. Some are long-haired, beautiful Indians. Some are radical, free, Leonard Peltier Indians. Some of them just don't give a damn, Indians. Frankly, I like the type of Indians that always agree to be last on display, Indians. Indians, Indians, Indians. Types that like to party and get drunk, Indians. Types that like to fight other Indians. Types that like to fight, fight, fight. Go to a powwow, see them in their beautiful regalia. Wicked smile, glint in their eyes, Indians. She was from Iowa. Looking for an Indian. It didn't matter what kind, just one taller than her. Hey, you want to see my horses? Springs, too. <laughs> yeah. 
the hot springs. Yeah. You left the next day, I remember. Loaded up your red fiber in the early morning. You left the warm southwestern sunshine. On your back was a harsh western wind, pushing you to a better way. Better money, better home, and maybe someday to a better man, but I doubt it. I didn't care. And whatever this means, you were too old for me, they said. <laughs> and I'll find another one just like you to give me a ride to Tulsa, and I will abide. Besides, very few treasures turn to gold, but all intentions have their own karmic goals. All right, that was Robert Mirabel and Indians and Indians. All right, you're listening to Native Spirit Radio here on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. And like I said, we have some special guests in the studio today, and that is the Red and the Blues, and just here to talk about their music and what they have upcoming events uh, going around town and also some traveling dates as well. So welcome, you guys. Hey. <laughs> so if you guys want to go around and just introduce yourself, mm-hmm. your your name and your tribe. Sure. I'm uh, Marcus Bernowski. I play the guitar and sing and uh, Pawnee and Creek and Cherokee. I'm Rain Charger. I, uh, I play bass and sing. And I'm Itazi Cholakota from South Dakota. And I'm Kahita Bernaski. I'm Marcus's sister, so I'm Pawnee and Creek as well. And I play the drums in the band. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks, you guys, for being here. Yeah. And, um, well, you know, anyone who may not have seen you guys or know about you guys, I guess explain what type of music you guys play. So um, we play a mixture of soul and rock and blues and sometimes a little funk. Sometimes it goes into a little bit of metal. Um, But generally we stick around the rock and blues and a little bit of the soul stuff and kind of Motown influence, kind of a big range of influences on our stuff. Excellent. And I guess, uh, you know, what motivated you guys to do that type of music? (laughs) Do you want to take that one, Marcus? Um, Sure. Uh, Well, our parents would like blast a ton of Motown when we were kids and a lot of 90s like hip hop and then when we like started listening to our own we kind of started listening to rock and got into that so when we started writing uh, for Red and Blues we wanted to hone in specifically on a lot of native culture and the things that make us us and and uh, that's how we got to a whole amalgamation of genres <laughs> Awesome, awesome. And so um, what upcoming events do you have that some of our uh, listeners could check you out at? Um, We have a show coming up at the Jazz House in Lawrence on uh, Thursday, actually, March 10th at 10 p.m. We're playing with another local band in Lawrence called Sunday Heroin, who uh, have a lot of really cool songs. Um, They're opening for us. And that's a $3 cover charge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 10 p.m. At awesome. the Jazz House, and let's see. April 2nd, uh, yeah. we're going to be playing at the the uh, Empowerment, Summit. Empowerment Summit at Haskell. Uh, they're looking for another band, but yeah, we'll be there. <laughs> Anyone know another <laughs> band? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then way later, uh, towards the end of April, we're actually heading down to the Gathering of Nations in the Big Powwow in Albuquerque, and we're playing at the uh, Stage 49 there. And that's going to be real good. We don't know what day we're playing yet because they're still figuring that out. But uh, we're going to be there. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, like, uh, we have listeners listening online. They can go 
you know, check you guys out there. Mm-hmm. And is that your second time playing there? Uh, as the Red and Blues, me and Marcus have played there an additional time. Okay, okay. So, yeah, that's and you guys have a really good following from just your, you know, knowing people at Haskell, mm-hmm. but as well as just, you know, the type of music you guys play, especially in Kansas City. You know, it's a big blues town, and, and it's always really great to to go and see uh, different Native bands as well. And you guys were at the Harvest Moon Festival um, playing out there. If anybody was there uh, to check you guys out, I mean, that was a really great show. That was a real fun time for us. Um, that was our first time actually playing outside of Lawrence without going all the way down to Albuquerque, and it was uh, it was real cool to come to Kansas City. And we actually just played Kansas City last night and had a had a good turnout at a friend's show. And yeah, we always come love coming to Kansas City and playing. It's always a good town for us. All right. Well, Kahita, you're, you're the only woman in the band. So how is that? How does how's handling that? Uh, well, Marcus is my brother, so I've known him forever. <laughs> but there's no there's no brother sister fights. No, <laughs> not anymore. Not yet. <laughs> Uh, we're all friends. We all joke around a lot. It's fun. Yeah, it's hard to get through practices because we just are <laughs> cracking jokes the whole time. And it's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, and it's really good. You guys are, are good friends like that, you know. So you guys aren't going to, you know, be at each other's throats. <laughs> no, and, that's, uh, and you also play the drums, which is a little different for a, a woman because usually we see the woman up front singing. Do you do any singing too? Uh, no, not yet. They try to get me to sing sometimes, but I don't know. I'm not ready to sing and play at the same time. Yeah. Maybe eventually. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, well, so we'll play one of you guys' songs. Uh, this is the first first one. Is that one? Tell us what the title Sure, this song is called uh, Bloom. It's our newest song. We recorded it like a week a week ago, pretty much. Uh, three days. Yeah, it took us three days. Um yeah, it's right in record. It's about um, it's about uh, resiliency of Native Americans. It kind of starts out with the plight of uh, of, uh, of Native America and uh, co- colonialism, but it's there's a lot of like hope in Native America, and this uh, this song really sends out a vibe of that. Although we keep getting pushed down, we always get back up on our feet, and there's a there's a good future in store for us if we <laughs> keep continuing on this road. So uh, that's what the song's about. Awesome, awesome. All right, so this is the red and the blues. Heaven was the place we lived before the stars fell from the sky, but when we fell from grace. They clipped our wings so we would never fly A heart stained We were left the blame Of trying to survive The love remained For hope to bloom again And set our hearts on fire But it was a sacrifice
begin to bloom Because heaven is in you I'm gonna light this fire in my heart Hope begins to bloom Because heaven is in you I'm gonna light this fire in my heart Begins to bloom because heaven is in you. I'm gonna light this fire in my heart. Oh, begins to bloom because heaven is in you. I'm gonna light this fire in my heart. That was the red and the blues for you guys. And we have them in studio with us uh, talking about their music and uh, upcoming events they're going to be doing. So do you feel like you guys have to be a voice for Native America? I mean, do you feel like you're pushed to do that sometimes? I think it's, it's almost an obligation nowadays if you're coming from even you know semi-traditional or you haven't somewhat of an interest in your heritage i think you almost have to have some kind of representation of native america whether you i don't want to say whether you want to or not but it's kind of how it works you know Mm -hmm. because other culture doesn't know anything or very little about native culture so you kind of have to end up being an ambassador anyway yeah i think that's but it is something we've wanted to do and it's it is the a big goal of ours, you know, and then a lot of our messages can actually be applied to other cultures as well. But for now, we're definitely having a big focus on native culture and being a native voice. Yeah, definitely, and that's that's a really that's a really awesome thing because then you'll have young people that'll look up to you and want to do the same thing. And I see that a lot with native music. We often have a lot of uh, a message in our music and songs that comes out, you know, with with different. Um, different styles of, of um, musical genres so mm-hmm. i think that's great you guys are doing that um yeah because yeah, we were just we were talking about beforehand and was like what's the topic gonna be and i was joking around <laughs> and it was like keystone xl pipeline yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should write a song about native voting <laughs> oh, man, that'd be good. Yeah, you know songs. yeah because you know it was like um yeah and, and rain and marcus go to school at haskell mm-hmm. so you know you have all those uh, different stuff coming at you when you're being taught in school, right. uh, all this information. So, it's uh, good. and it, you know, I'm an American Indian Studies major, so I mean, it, it's 
definitely a, a real part of my day to day to to talk about these issues, you know. Um, yeah. And it is something we experience every day. Well, in, even if you're in a in a bigger spotlight, that you can do that. That's awesome too. Mm-hmm. Awesome, you guys can do that. So yeah, um, what's the second song you guys have? Um, second song we have on here. It's uh, it's a really it was a hard song to write. Yeah. Uh, it uh, comes. It's called Missing. Yeah. And it's uh, more so about uh, the missing and murdered indigenous women uh, movement that's going on right now. Um, you know, obviously, or I guess not, not too obvious to maybe your listeners. Um, Native and indigenous women are at a much, an astronomically higher rate and risk of being raped, murdered, and being kidnapped and going missing and... Um, we we wrote this song kind of for them, for all the missing and murdered indigenous women. All right. Well, thanks, you guys. Um, we'll be playing this second song and, and the title. Missing. Missing. Oh, that's right. You just said that. <laughs> <laughs> Never 
the red and blues and they are here in the studio uh talking about their music and you know what they do and what kind of events you can see them at again uh, jazz house mm-hmm. when is that uh that's march 10th on thursday on thursday okay awesome and jazz house always is a great place to go it's nice and and comfy i enjoy being there <laughs> um yeah so so what else do you guys like about you know playing together um, we have a good, like from a musician's standpoint, we have a good musical relationship. We um, we understand how we we all play, and we obviously Marcus and Kanita have grown up playing together, and they've been playing for a long time. And me and Marcus have been playing for the last four years or so. So we're, I'd like to think we're pretty tight as a band. You know, we're able to play off each other really well and connect, communicate that well, really, really yeah. well. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and did Marcus and Kate did you guys would you guys like play together when you were little kids? Um yeah, pretty much. I mean Marcus is the one that really got into music when we were kids. It's I don't know. We hang out a lot, so he got me into music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kate was like earlier bands, Kate would be like the bassist or something. Yeah. And she'd switch around and now she's at the drums. And- <laughs> <laughs> so she would go wherever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so your your parents really influenced you guys on your choice of music? Yeah, they were extremely supportive, like, 100% of the time. Like, no matter what, they're, you know, <laughs> here's a guitar and here's, a, here's some drums. And, <laughs> like, I can't believe how much money they would spend and... <laughs> <laughs> like, like as an adult I'm like oh my god that's a lot of money that's good I'm like but I need it to sound good kind of thing but yeah they were extremely supportive and uh, they definitely influenced our, our artists and music uh, uh, when we were growing up and so like um, yeah I, I mean that's really great to have um, that type of influence as a young person unfortunately you know like at Haskell We've seen because you guys are part of the music group at Haskell, the Haskell band. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, you know the money for those types of programs is going away, especially like in elementary schools and <coughs> grade schools. And now we're seeing it at Haskell. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, it's something we always, you know, or at least I for sure have always talked about. You know, funding for the arts. I think that's how you make people into people and in a way i think you know you need you need the core subjects of course but you need some kind of i think it helps you round out to have your you know your art your dance your music all of those things and it has been really tough to see that's that funding go away because i started seeing the decline of that when i was in high school and really hard to see that yeah especially uh native america it's hard to separate music from culture because it's it's intertwined and uh I think we function like through music. Music is a huge part of most Native cultures, and and uh, 
have it be separated from our education, I think, is, is a shame. And it definitely needs to be incorporated because it's how we think and communicate mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And especially since you guys aren't playing traditional music, you're playing contemporary music. I think that's that's really great. And I think we need to get more young people into that, you know, different genres of music. So mm-hmm. we're represented in those different types of genres. Definitely. And I think, like, a lot of people think Native people only sing traditional music. Right. I it, I think that is a big misconception, you know. Um, personally, I, I do traditional and ceremonial songs at home, but I don't do, like, the powwow trail or anything like that. So it has been kind of a challenge to, like, not separate the ways of thought, but, like, understanding where they fit in, you know. And I... I don't know. I, I wonder where, you know, that line is for some people. But it is, I think you're right, you know, we need to have more um, people to understand that they can do contemporary music and do your traditional ways of, of music as well. Definitely. So what's uh, your your third song here? Do you remember? Mm, <laughs> we just made this CD. Um, <laughs> we can outro the song. Yeah, we can outro it as, as it's playing. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, this is Red and the Blues, and they're in with us in the studio here at 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This song is called uh, Echoes, and it's about. Um, uh, we lived in the uh, Pacific Northwest for the past few years. And, uh, it's about the fight for. Um, Getting the waterways like undammed because the salmon are being affected. Affected, uh, so it's a big part of their culture.
Radioactive Magazine, Jeff Clements, author of Corporations Are Not People, and president of American Promise, an anti-citizens review advocacy group, will discuss the impact of big money on the integrity of our electoral process and what we as American citizens can do about it. That's Radioactive Magazine, Tuesday at 6 p.m. Do you have a car, truck, or boat you no longer need? Please donate it to KKFI. Please call Bill at... 816-994-7869. All right, you're listening to Native Spirit Radio here on 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. And I hope you've been enjoying our interview with the Red and the Blues who are here with us in the studio. Um, be doing your news across Indian Country right now. Uh, the Paiute Tribe of Utah says it warned a local high school whose mascot is the Redmen not to perform a culturally insensitive dance. The Mohi Tawa drill team at Cedar High School went ahead with the routine at a basketball game February 22nd. The students wore native clothing, donned dark-colored wigs, carried faux feathers, and appeared to mimic a traditional woman's and girl's dance with moves that offended tribal members in the audience. Quote, the way it was performed with the dancers wearing wigs, holding fans, and making dramatic movements, such as legs raised high in the air and bending over, misrepresented the beauty and graceful style of actual fancy shawl dancers. Chairwoman Corina Bow said in a press release, I can empathize with tribal youth students and their parents who found this to be offensive. Bao said tribal leaders expressed serious concerns about the dance after being approached last summer by the drill team's coach. The council, however, never got to see the routine in advance as requested. This was unfortunate. It happened, but we must not let this hold us back in moving forward and demonstrating how we can come together, the tribe and the school, and learn from this lesson, Bao said. The school has said the drill team, whose members appear to be exclusively non-Indian, will not perform the dance again. The teen's name, Mohi Tawa, is said to mean dancing Indian princesses, but it's not clear where it comes from or whether it's an accurate phrase. Native Americans represent about 2.7% of the population in Cedar City, where the high school is located. Well, another Indian health service facility in the Great Plains is losing a major source of funding after the agency failed to correct long-standing problems. The Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Service will terminate certification for the Rosebud Hospital and the Rosebud Sioux Reservation on March 16th, according to a letter posted by the Sioux Falls Sioux Falls Argus Leader, the agency cited violations in at least seven categories, including those affecting medical staff, nursing services, and emergency services. The loss of certification means the IHS will no longer be able to bill Medicare for services, according to a press release that the IHS sent to the Todd County Tribune, a paper on the reservation. Medicaid funding will be impacted, and numerous other services will likely be reduced as a result. 
Where will these folks go for health care? Medicaid expansion wasn't a perfect fix, but it at least provided avenues for Native Americans to receive care at facilities closer to their home or for services not offered at an IHS hospital. Now Medicaid expansion is desperately needed to give Native Americans any option at all. Michael Ewald, the communications director for the South Dakota Democratic Party, said in a press release. Last July, the IHS lost certification at the Winnebago Service Unit, which serves the Omaha Tribe and the Winnebago Tribe in Nebraska. Nebraska is also part of the Great Plains region. The third facility, the Pine Ridge Service Unit, which serves the Oglala Sioux Tribe of South Dakota, has been threatened with a loss of certification as well. Well, a uh, out of Arizona... Supporters of a copper mine proposed for Oak Flat have been given until Friday to make a case that area deemed sacred by the San Carlos Apache should not be designated as a historic site. Representatives Paul Gosar, Republican from Prescott, and Ann Kirkpatrick, a Democrat from Flagstaff, asked the National Park Service to withdraw the Oak Flat application to the National Register of Historic Places, saying it was confusing and vaguely worded in an attempt to undermine the proposed resolution copper mine. They noted, among other things, that the application did not cite Oak Flat as the area is commonly known, but called it a different historic district. We are concerned that the use of the phrase and a lack of geographic information is an attempt by these opponents to limit transparency and public comments from uh, from people that disagree with this nomination and an attempt to undermine our bipartisan bill that is estimated to create approximately 3,700 new jobs, the lawmakers said. The Park Service said it did not have the authority to withdraw a nomination to the registrar, but it could grant an extension to the comment period, which it did, giving opponents of the listing until this Friday. But supporters of the historic designation says the Park Service should grant the application. Oak Flat is an important cultural and religious area that is vital to the traditions of our Native American brothers and sisters. It deserves our strongest protections, Representative Raw Grijalva, a Democrat from Tucson, in a statement stated in, from his office on Monday. As someone who has fought to safeguard this treasure for years, I fully support designating the land as a historic property listed on the National Register of Historic Places and encourage the National Park Service to evaluate the proposal based on its merits. Gosar and Kirkpatrick were not available to comment. They were among the lead sponsors of a bill, the Southeast Arizona Land Exchange and Conservation Act, that called for the federal government to swap 2,400 acres of copper-rich federally-owned land for about 5,000 acres of land owned by Resolution Copper. The mining company has said that its project would provide thousands of jobs in Southeast Arizona and would pump billions of dollars into the state's economy over the expected 60-year life of the mine. Apaches say it is a spiritually significant place. They have gone to Washington to protest the mine and they have mounted a petition in opposition to it and have protested at the site. So interesting to see um, where that goes. And up north, a Canadian fashion company issued an apology to Native people nearly a year after debuting a collection that was tagged with an offensive D-Squaw label. The apology from brothers Dean and Dan Caton of D-Square 2 was sent to CBC North last week. The company's founders said they didn't mean any harm 
in using a derogatory word about Native women when they unveiled their fall-winter 2015 collection on March 2, 2015. Our attentions were in good faith, but we now understand how this terminology is offensive, the February 24th letter stated. We are truly sorry and apologize for the disrespect this may have caused. Native women and activists across Canada protested after seeing pictures of the D-Squaw collection, which also included a bag described as Eskimeeks, a reference to an outdated outdated term Eskimo, but the company didn't say anything until the controversy surfaced a couple weeks after D-Squared 2 won the contract to design Team Canada's clothing for the upcoming Summer Olympics. The apology letter is addressed to the Indigenous peoples of Canada, but it's not clear whether it was directly sent to any Native activists, governments, or groups. It also cannot be located anywhere on the company's website. All right, so that's all your news across Indian country. And we'll get back to our uh, interviews with our our group here. And this is uh, Red and Blues. Again, welcome. And um, so, yeah, you guys were talking about the the last song that played. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, we lived in Northern California for a few years, and the Klamath River is up there. And that last song was about the damming of that river and how um, the drought up there has caused the water level to lower there. And with the dam there as well, the water level is so low that it's making the heat or making the water get hotter. So it's causing the fish to get fish rot and die. So there's thousands of salmon and other fish dying up there. Yeah. So the tribes and people along the river are trying to get it undammed, so can have more river water in the river and uh more fish living and spawning yeah so it's like and and again really you guys are bringing up issues that are important to native people and like i was talking about this copper mine and it's like it's hard not to like say anything and be like yeah this is gonna provide jobs but for 60 years and you're gonna complete completely ruin land and who knows how much water they're going to use to get this copper out. Right. And it's just, you know, it's r- ridiculous. Especially in Arizona. It's like the driest place ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Everything that's going on and happening to native country. Like like the oil leaks in Brazil and pipelines and just tar sands in North Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. There's just <laughs> so much. Uh, yeah. And it's like, it's you know, stuff you guys can write about. Yeah, we're, on, we're actually working on a song about, um, like, your first news piece about the native misappropriation and how those kids were... Oh, yeah. Have you seen the video? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. That was so cringy. Yeah, uh, we were just... Uh, oh, my God. Because <laughs> to the core. So, <laughs> yeah. It was... <laughs> It's terrible. Just the tears. Get <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> video of Marcus crying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like the old Iron Eyes comedy. Yeah. yeah. It's like, we're beyond trash now. It's just, <laughs> now it's mass trashing up our cultures. So and, it, and it's terrible. I mean, it was like, this is in front of little kids, other native kids seeing that, like, Oh my gosh! That's yeah. a, that's actually a big problem that I've uh, I've looked at through my research and my you know uh, undergraduate program. It's 
the conception of Native Americans gets informed by these misconceptions, and then people people see westerns or they hear mm-hmm. stereotypical music or they see Pocahont- Pocahontas or Peter Pan, and then like, oh, that's what a real Native American is, and it's yeah. those bleed into the real culture, and, and that's how you get stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, definitely. Have you guys ever come across any type of race issue when you guys been out playing? No, I don't think we. Have. People have been really excited about our music yeah. for the most part that we've met. You know, nobody's. If they're not excited about the native issue, then they're excited about like the style of music we play. Mm-hmm. Nobody's yeah. Yeah. giving us any guff or like flack for playing stuff that's focused on Native Americans. Yeah, we've had really good feedback. Like, it's probably the area, Lawrence area that we're in. You know, it's <laughs> they're just nice <laughs> to you. Yeah, they just yeah Native Americans. Yeah. But, we love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I don't know. We, we tie in a lot of pop culture with our uh, contemporary <laughs> Native music as well. Yeah. And that, it, that's that been getting really good feedback. Like, like uh, some of our favorite TV shows, like Futurama and stuff, we have songs about that. People are really into those kinds of songs. and Probably like... The Dragon Ball one. The Dragon yeah. Ball song. <laughs> Futurama, yeah. Isn't that the, uh, the next one that's coming out? I think it could possibly be. <laughs> okay, all right. So I will play the next song. Uh, this is Red and Blues. Oh, this is Build a
Mary, so what do you guys want to say about this one? This song was uh, built a pipeline through my heart, and uh, it was about the Keystone Pipeline. Um, and thankfully, Obama, you know, did away with that for now. I mean, there's always the chance with the Republican, with the whole elections coming up and stuff. But uh, yeah, it was about um, pipeline going through the middle of uh, Indian country, and we we couldn't have that, so we're like, just build it through my heart, and you know. Wrote that song about that. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. So we well, enjoyed having you guys in the studio here today. And yeah. thank you for being here. Thanks and, for having us, for sure. And yeah. again, uh, mention your upcoming uh, dates where people can uh, find yeah. you. Um, we're, the nearest date we're playing is uh, this Thursday, March 10th, at the Jazz House in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, that is at 10 p.m. And we'll have another band out there with us, and it'll be a fun time. Oh, you can also find us at theredandblues.com, and we're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and SoundCloud. Oh, yeah, SoundCloud. <laughs> you can download our music for free at reverbnation.com slash theredandblues. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All right, so the last song coming up. This is, uh, like we were saying before, this is our little reference to pop culture. We're all uh, real huge fans of uh, Futurama um, and uh, the song is for Fry and Leela. <laughs> this is uh, Death by Snoo Snow. Awesome. Well, again, thanks, you guys, for being here. And yeah, thanks for having us, Rhonda. Yeah. Thank you, Rhonda. <laughs> yeah, and you guys get all nice and famous and then come back. Oh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> could give an interview then. I know. <laughs> okay, so uh, we'll be leaving you off with some uh, Red and Blues and Death by Snoo Snoo. Oh, this is not Death by Snoo Snoo. Oh, no. Wait. It didn't burn right. Maybe it's next. It's the next one? You want me to play the next one? Alright. Sorry. Hold on just a second. I guess I'll have to go to the uh go to the SoundCloud to hear that one. <laughs> yeah. So you're yeah, like watch if the next one plays and it won't be it. <laughs> yeah. yeah Alright. This is the Dragon Ball Z song. <laughs> we lied. This song is about Dragon Ball Z. It's called uh, All I Ever Wanted. All I Ever Wanted, a Dragon Ball song. And thanks again, Rhonda. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> All I ever wanted was to find a girl like you. I'd fight the Chance to prove She stole my eyes You led me from the world I was in it for love You played me for fool Just give me back What you stole Since I'm just a 
about my time to be getting out of here. Sunset Reggae is coming up next. Make sure you stay tuned for that here on 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio and I will see you again next week and we'll be leaving you off with some Northern Cree. Yeah.